This is our third and final episode on personal branding with Katie Clark. You need to determine for yourself and for your business and for your own personal brand what you are comfortable with. Trust your gut. If it doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel good to share certain things, then don't. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we dive back in with Katie, I wanted to share how thrilled I am to be promoting tea. Specifically, Simple Loose Leaf Tea is my sponsor. I went through their website and I found my favorite tea, Moroccan Mint. Listen to this product description. A smooth, aromatic blend of peppermint leaves and certified organic Chinese gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Dark green leaves produce a transparent emerald liqueur with refreshing peppermint and subtle chocolate chocolate notes that make Moroccan Mint an original classic. Delicious, hot, and iced. Mint tea has been proven to aid in digestion, improve mental focus, and reduce stress, among other things. Being type A, mint tea is my tea of choice, and I wouldn't be surprised to hear many of you have intuitively recognized that mint tea is good for your predisposition as well. Go to simplelooseleaf.com forward slash lead tea and use code lead tea to get a 15% discount on a new membership and then go to the tea shop to grab your Moroccan mint tea. You can search by tag. It's with the green teas. So go to simplelooseleaf.com forward slash lead tea and enter code lead tea. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I am back from Podcast Moment this week and slowly getting back into the swing of things. I am happy to say the jet lag has finally worn off and we are about to go into my favorite month of the year, September. And I've got something exciting on the agenda for September. If you bought my book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing, and you signed up for the free resources, you are going to be invited to a free open call with me via Zoom. That call is going down on Tuesday, September 12th, 2017 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you bought the book but haven't signed up for the resources, sign up now so you can get access to the link for the call. This is a video call, so I'll have my camera on, but you can opt to have your camera off, and there will be dial-in information if you need to call in by phone. This is your opportunity to get any of your questions answered regarding the content of the book and or some laser coaching if that's what you need. If you bought the book, but you have not yet signed up for the free resources, you can find the link in the book after the dedication and before the table of contents. I am looking forward to seeing all of you on the Zoom call. Now we have Katie Clark back this week for our final episode on personal branding. Online, Katie Clark is the Insights Gal. She is a market research, social media, and marketing professional who has worked with companies and industries including consumer packaged goods, nonprofit, specialty foods, live events, insurance, entertainment, and technology, and she excels at finding efficiencies, building capacity, and fostering growth. 
Katie is a social media influencer and is currently the communications manager at the Maine Historical Society. She speaks on podcasts, blogs, at conferences, and other events about market research, social media, productivity tools, wearable tech, and you guessed it, personal branding. If you've not yet listened to the first two episodes Katie and I did on personal branding, go back and listen to those as well, because they are the foundation to this episode. Start with why you want to develop your personal brand, and then listen to how to remain you when you're in the spotlight. In this episode, Katie is sharing tips and tricks for being visible online. She went over some easy action items that you can do right away to lock down your online brand and make sure it is conveying what you want people to think about when they see your name. And without further ado, Katie, thank you so much for coming back, really taking a lot of time out of your day to talk to us about personal branding. This is a topic that a lot of people have been asking for. We got the basics, the why and the hows in the last episode, but now you're here to get specific with us for those tips and tricks for being visible online. And this is an area where a lot of people stop right? They get the personal brand. They, they might be doing some local stuff, networking and that sort of thing. But when they get online, they, they feel like they're just tripping and falling, tripping and falling. So help us out with this, Katie. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me back. I love talking about personal branding and I love being online like most of us. So it's marrying those two things. So let's start with the real basics. And as you had said, you're right. This trips a lot of people up. They've cultivated their personal brand in person and in their community. But when they think about getting online with all of this, it can be a little scary. So let's demystify it and make it not scary. So I've got some tips and tricks. And some of these we may have thought about, but we need to do. So for instance, please Google yourself. What comes up first? Is it what you want to convey? Is, is the information that you're putting out there not even showing up on the front page of Google? So look at what comes up. The other flip side to that is you might not be, you know, the most famous person with your name that comes up. I, I remember working with uh, a student actually in the Portland, Maine area whose name was Jennifer Lopez. Now, she has a higher hurdle to climb when she talks about personal branding for what she does because she's not a singer. But look at what comes up first. It's really important for you to know that just because employers, interviewers, media, anyone, they're going to Google you if they're interested in you uh, coming to speak with their organization or for interviewing in the media. Just know what comes up to the top. If something unsavory comes up to the top, then know what that is and how to address it. it. Again, it might not have anything to do with you personally, but if someone with the spelling of your name is a felon, you kind of need to know that. Uh, oh, go ahead. I, I have a great example for this because I have Googled myself and there and with my the spelling of my name being J-O-D-I, there is a Jody Flynn 
who is a director and a producer, and she worked on the TV show Hoarders, and she oh. also aligned herself with a big media company in Canada. So when you Google Jodie Flynn, she will also come up, and we have similar coloring too, which is really funny. I should reach out to her someday and say hello. But then on the flip side of things, locally, there is a Jodie Flynn, same spelling as my name, who went to jail for three weeks, not sorry, three years for embezzlement. See, right? it's good to know these things. I mean, and I, and I will say, you know, some of them, it can be conversation starters. They would say, are you the Jodie Flynn who is involved in hoarders? No, but I watched this. I mean, that's a, a fun conversation starter. You mm-hmm. know, for me, there's a Katie Clark who's a poet. It's not me, but I, you know, that's great. My husband, it's even funnier because there's a Darren Clark who's a very pr- famous golfer. And so he gets asked all the time, oh, Darren Clark, do you golf? And that's a great conversation starter as well. So again, that's that very, very basic first step. You know, what comes up first? Is it what you want to convey? And again, it may have nothing to do with you, but you kind of need to know what comes up with your name. Because mm-hmm. people do Google your name. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And human resources professionals do. And you need to know that. And I think the statistic is something like 70% of human resource professionals have actually rejected job candidates based on information they found online. As a hiring manager, I can tell you absolutely, you know, I have Googled job candidates and we've also gone through and, and looked at their social media profiles. So know that, you know, Things on the internet are public. So if you need to lock down your social media profiles, that's something to do. We can talk about that a little bit further. But know that, again, hiring managers, media, folks who are interested in you are going to look you up. Potential clients do as well. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. A hundred percent. Exactly. So then thinking specifically about... um, I'll pick on LinkedIn, for example. So tips and tricks for LinkedIn. LinkedIn, if you're in business, it is standard that you have a LinkedIn profile. If you do not... With a photo. Yeah, well, yes, I was about <laughs> to get there. Yes. Get your LinkedIn profile. Do it now. <laughs> it's so standard that you need to do it. And you absolutely, Jody, as you had just said, you must have a picture because it's sort of well known that you know, people talk about this. If you don't have a picture, it's kind of considered a fake account, mm-hmm. you know, that's been pulled and put together and just, you know, it, it's not real. So cult- or unprofessional. I don't even like, especially if it's someone I've networked with locally. Right. You know, I might look them up on LinkedIn to connect with them on LinkedIn to also see who's in our expanded network. And if I don't see a photo, you know, as much as I try not to judge people, it's more of a um, an assessment. It makes me feel like they're not quite there with their business yet. Right. Exactly. And I think when people especially are presenting themselves as a really good at marketing or let's say even better, really good at social media, not having a photo on your LinkedIn profile is incongruous with calling yourself an expert in that. Mm-hmm. So to that end, you know, let's talk about pictures for a second because your face matters. Your profile pictures really showcase who you are. Uh, you know, grainy photos, 
really don't work for profile pictures on the web. Um, I'm going to say, because I've seen this once or twice, you know, party pictures with the red solo cup, not so good for business profile pictures. <laughs> I've seen it once or twice. I've called people out on that too. <laughs> um, but things like, you know, and people think headshots and they panic because that can be expensive. Look in your area because there are often photographers who will do lower cost offerings. Uh, there's a photographer here in Portland called, her name is Judy Beadle, and she does Headshot Sunday. And it's not every Sunday, but she'll put it on Facebook when it is, and it will be a shorter session. It's not a full hour, it's 20 minutes, you get two pictures, not 18 or whatever. Um, but that, if you're looking for a lower cost alternative, there are plenty of photographers out there. Look for something like that. And then, as we've been talking about in the last episode and this one, you know, think about the image that you want to convey. Think about how you want to be seen. If you've got some fun, funky accessories, please showcase those. I mean, I think of... Um, is it Kathleen Shannon? Yes, Kathleen Shannon, who does Being Boss, the podcast. And I remember seeing one of her headshots a while ago, and I actually pulled that and showed it to a couple people saying, this, this is authentic. It, you know, there's dreadlocks and great earrings, um, and that's her authentic self. And now she's cut her hair, so now it's all sort of fun and funky. Um, but make sure that that reflects who you are. And the industry in which you're trying to attract clients, because we've talked about that before. But make sure that you've got some headshots that you can use because you're going to want to use those across all of the different platforms. When you think about social media in general, look at your profiles. And there are ways on all of them to look at them like you are not you, right? Like you're a friend or someone looking at them. Delete anything or hide anything that could negatively, neg negatively, there we go, impact how people might view your brand. Uh, adjust those privacy settings to limit who can see your profile um, if you need to do that. Um, I will say, and this is another, this is a, an egregious example. I was working with a group of students once, and in that work, I had looked at all their social profiles, and I had to go into a meeting, you know, and I'm a, you know, a, sort of senior level professional person having to say to one of these people, you know, we don't want any drunk bikini pictures that the hiring managers can see. I'm not saying delete them. I'm just saying fix your, <laughs> fix your security settings <laughs> and your privacy settings. So please don't do that. Another thing too, when you're Googling yourself and you're looking at social media and you're looking at all of that is look and see if your name has already been purchased as a URL. So for me, katieclark.com, does that exist out there? I would need to look at that. It's not a bad idea to actually take ownership of those URLs. I'm not necessarily saying at this point you have to build out full websites, but it's better for you to own the URL for your name than for someone else to. Because that's a, you can protect and build your brand name that way. To that point in terms of web, it's building a website can be a lot of work. You know that. I know that. <laughs> People listening know that. And that might not be where you are in your business right now. If you don't want to get your own URL, you don't have time for that yet, but you need a single place 
to corral all your different accounts, look at a site called about.me. You can have these really great profile pages with a nice picture, a nice area for your bio, but then those about.me pages can link out to all of your different social media platforms. Those are also helpful when you're thinking about business cards. If you don't have your website built yet and it's not going to happen for another year, that URL for about.me slash your name is what you can put on your business cards. And that's the best way for people to get in touch with you across all of those different platforms. So those are just some simple tips and tricks, but that gets you on the way in terms of cultivating your presence online without too many, uh, you know, sort of bad things happening in terms of, uh, you know, again, making sure your privacy settings are set, making sure people know who you are, but you, so you know who you are too, when you Google yourself, what comes up, all of those different things really help you be visible online. Katie, this might be too much of a technical question for this conversation because you talked about, especially on Facebook, you know, having privacy settings. So your vacation photos, you know, aren't accessible to the general public. I will say for myself, because I manage a private Facebook group for the podcast and anyone can ask to join. It's private, but you can find it through search. And I have links on the website where people can, you know, ask to be um added to the group, but I want to make sure that the person I'm adding to the group is a real person, you know, and their interests are in alignment with the other people who are in the group. So I'll look at people's Facebook profiles to try to see what they're about. And some people's profiles are so locked down. I can't tell if they're a real person or not. And so I don't add them to the group. See, and I think there's a happy medium. And and some of this speaks to how people use social media. And I think we've all sort of heard it bandied about in the media that, you know, Twitter is sort of a free for all, which it is. Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn is strictly business. And people tend to hold Facebook sometimes close to the chest for friends and family. Well, it's interesting because Facebook themselves is sort of pushing that out as you had said, you know, now you can be in Facebook groups for business. You can do a lot more business focused things online. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a happy medium. And it's it's kind of where we are right now as a, a society in terms of dealing with platforms like Facebook is there needs to be that happy medium between having everything locked down and also having enough showing, let's say, to sort of prove that you are a person, first of all. Um, and, you know, that, that you know, you are not, let's say, like a LinkedIn profile with no picture. You're a Facebook page that's sort of almost a fake page that someone threw up and put a picture on, mm-hmm. right? Some people don't love to hear this conversation because they've really kept Facebook as this friends and family thing only. But if you're thinking about personal branding, and you're thinking about this for business, and the people listening to this typically are, just know that that's going to be a factor in when you're working on all your social profiles. Mm -hmm. And there's probably some settings on Facebook where you can let people in a little bit, but not too much. There are. 
There are. And yeah, that kind of goes down a rabbit hole of different settings. And there are definitely different settings that you can use um, in distinct different groups. There's all kinds of, actually, there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do with Facebook in terms of locking things down for certain different groups. That's beyond the capabilities of a lot of people, just because it's a lot of work. If you, got a, if you have a lot of friends, is grouping them all together. But in that larger context of personal branding, for business, for your personal brand, um, to get ahead in the world. It's something to think about and it's something to sit with. It's the same kind of thing where I hear a lot of parents nowadays really having that angsty conversation almost with themselves. Like, how much do you post of your kids? Because you want to share that with friends and family, but you also don't want to share too much. Those same kinds of conversations are happening. So it's not, you know, for anyone listening, it's not just you. We're all thinking about these things. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're saying with Facebook and what we're, I guess we're saying with Facebook and privacy is the same goes with personal branding. Like there can be a happy medium where you're sharing enough of yourself that people get to know who you are as a person, but it's not like you have to share everything about your life. And I will say for myself, I tend to share more than the average person, mostly because I have a podcast, right? So I'm, I'm, you know, it's in the sharing of my stories that I teach what I know. And also being a business and leadership coach for type A women, I have to allow people to get to know me enough where there's trust. So people don't just need to know me, they need to trust me. And because I'm trying to build trust, my personal branding, I need to share more about who I am. But, you know, depending on who you are, what industry you're in, what your goals are for your personal branding, there are different levels of sharing and you can find the one that's right for you. Absolutely. And think about it this way, too. Think about the really big names in the world. Like we can pick on Facebook and say, think about Mark Zuckerberg. Think about Sheryl Sandberg. If you look at their profiles and they've got millions of people following them, are they showing pictures of their kids? They are. Are they showing pictures of their dogs? Yes. <laughs> you know, they're, they are purposefully opening the doors a little bit so people can get to know them as people not just faceless, nameless people behind a brand. And that's great for any brand to sort of, you know, get that peek behind the curtain. And you need to determine for yourself and for your business and for your own personal brand what you are comfortable with. Trust your gut. If it doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel good to share certain things, then don't. That's a great rule of thumb. Katie, thank you so much for coming back and having another chat with us. And for those of you listening, I hope this answered your questions on personal branding. If you have more questions or there are any other topics that you want to hear about, if it's not my area of expertise, I will find other people like Katie who will come on and talk to us. So again, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to let us know about this very important topic. Thank you so much again for having me on. 
I can't thank Katie enough for being so generous with her time. This was a topic I had gotten several requests on, but I just didn't feel like I had the exact expertise that you guys needed. And when I found Katie do a post on personal branding and we chatted about it, I knew she was the one. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. All right. Just as a last reminder, I am doing an open call for those of you who bought my book and downloaded the free resources. That call is happening on Tuesday, September 12th, 2017 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. All you have to do is sign up for the free resources and I'll be sending an email with all the information for the call. So if you haven't done that yet, get to it. And of course, if you haven't bought my book yet, what are you waiting for? It's an awesome, awesome book. I'm getting great feedback for it. I know this is like the opposite of humble, but I'm taking the word from this community that this book has been changing lives and giving people some, you know, fresh ideas and new outlooks to help them to accomplish their goals. So if you have not bought Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing, Buy it, sign up for the resources, and let's hang out on this call. Thank you all for joining me, and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.